your call. It is your game. It is your creation. Oh my God, they're so indubious. We'll have to have an optimal theory for playing the game. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth. Welcome everyone to the Living in Dubiously podcast. Um, it's great to have you all here today. And I want to remind you that this podcast is a place where we open our hearts. We display true aspects of ourselves and our human experience without judgment so others may benefit from them and connect to the energy that we aim to create more of in the world. Through this energy, may we lay down the burden of fear and doubt. This is the Living Indubiously podcast. And as promised, we have as a guest today, Stephen Favasuli, the founder and creator of Dream Herbally, our sponsor. How are you doing, Stephen? Doing well. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Um, and uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I've been really excited about this podcast. I've been kind of like s- saving it, you know. We ta- initially talked about doing it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to kind of save that few podcasts in because... Um, you know, I feel like we're very much energetically aligned and <clears throat> that came through in your initial email to us when you're like, Hey, like I have this product and like, I'm super into what you guys are doing and this whole energetic vibrational level. And, um, I'd like to be a sponsor. And I instantly, I was like, Oh yes, I was a yes. You know, cause I'm kind of, a, I'm a snap judgments kind of a guy. I like just <laughs> ride on my intuition um, but you know, I said, well, let me try the product because the last thing I want to do is get people to buy a product that, um, doesn't work or isn't that great. And I was blown away by the product. So thank you for reaching out. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I've, I have felt, I would say an energetic alignment with, um, your music over time. And, you know, in this kind of, um, vibrational way where i've just felt drawn to it and aligned with it and um you know it's it's been such a a blessing to me that i've kind of felt um you know like i don't know there's something there and and when i started listening to your your podcast um you know i just continued to feel very aligned with your content and you know i I wanted to just felt felt a draw to kind of partner with you guys in some way yeah um you know so this is this is a good forum for it and we definitely wanted to you know, ensure that um, you experience the product the way we kind of um, hoped and expected that you would. Um, you know, results are always going to vary a little bit by individual on something like this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of, lot of variables involved, but, um, you know, we've, we've had enough feedback at this point that, you know, we were optimistic you'd have um, an experience with it that was positive. So, yeah, I mean, whatever whatever that indicator is, there's a a biological factor that some people respond really well to it. I definitely have that because my response to it it was instant, man. And, um, my wife's been drinking it too. And she has some interesting stories. Oh yeah. Some interesting stories unfolding. Well, first I want, I told you, but I, I want to tell the listeners and everyone that I had my second lucid dream few nights ago. Um, and it was very interesting. So I have these re- recurring dreams 
of my dad. My dad passed away four years ago and I had these recurring dreams that are always morbid. And it's like, my dad is like dying and he's like on life support or he like, he has his leg amputated or, you know, something weird and dark. It like, and that's a reoccurring dream that I have. And so I was having that dream again. Like I went to go toss a stapler to my dad for him to grab it. And it like hit his arm and like, cut him and he was like bleeding and shit and it was terrible and so in my dream i was looking at my dad and i was going oh i'm dreaming this is the reoccurring dream that i have and it was like boom warm you know that feeling when you become aware in your dream it's like pure magic and then i was so i became aware i was like hey um pop i don't really want to have this dream anymore dude like it's no offense but i don't want to have the dream where you're sick and dying it sucks and i'm done can we like not do this anymore He's like, yeah, yeah, totally, you know? And um, I said, it's okay if, like, you want to come in my dream to hang out and, like, be healthy. And, you know, healthy, the healthy young version, like, that feels pleasing to me. He's like, totally. He's like, all right, well. Um, and so I, as I'm talking to him, he's, like, getting younger. And he's becoming his young, healthy, vibrant self. And he says, all right, well, you want me to give you a haircut? And I said, sure. And so in my dream, my dad gave me a haircut and that was my dream. And um, I used to cut my dad's hair a lot. So I think that's where that come from. Yeah. I mean, lucid dreaming, it's, it's a fascinating phenomenon. And, and I feel like there's such a, a continuum of, um, you know, ability to control the dream um, that people experience. You know, some, some people may become lucid in the sense that they're just aware that they're dreaming and then struggle to kind of um, dictate outcomes within the dream or, or yeah. take control of it. And, you know, I, I think where it becomes increasingly powerful is when you can start to make decisions and, and have that level of cognition in that state. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I wonder, you know, going forward, if, if this will change the trajectory of your, your dreams with your dad. Um, Me too. You know, like, right, that, that's, that's where it becomes, um, I think, an added layer of interesting. Um, yeah, whether or not we're actually um, changing the outcome of our future experiences through our dream space. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's definitely like when when I get into realms like that, I I try to take up an approach that's not very dogmatic about you know kind of how it works and all that, and right. um, prefer to just observe experiences. Um, you know, I think people have all sorts of views on like what is possible and and what is not in the, in that sense. Um, you know, personally, I have, I have controlled outcomes in, in many ways, you know, within the lucid dream state, but not necessarily in a way that is, is impacting a series of dreams. Um, you know, so, so that's not an area um, I've really experienced or, or could speak to as much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be very interesting to hear if um, future dreams with him, you know, have, have kind of like a, a different direction. Totally. Um, I will, I will definitely, I can definitely attest to the fact that I've had, I have had lucid dreams in my life before, but every time I become aware in my dream, I get too excited and then I wake up every mm. time. That's my blanket experience. It's like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I can control my reality. Ah! And then <laughs> wake up. And, and since I started drinking the tea, I don't have that anymore. I stay in the dream space, which I don't know why, I don't know why that is, but I think it would be um, definitely interesting um, for me and the listeners. I'd like to hear the story. You kind of gave me the brief um, cliff notes, but the story of how you, you know, 
came up with the the blend and how it kind of changed your experience with dreaming with you and your wife correct you're the um yeah owners of the company yeah my wife and i kind of did this together um you know we i would say we're both just you know kind of very curious people when it comes to different states of consciousness and and the ability that we may have to kind of tune into different states of consciousness um you know in different ways and you know so we we are both um, regular cannabis users and um you know kind of I would say use that to sort of achieve different frequencies or kind of higher perspectives on things, um, you know, as well as simply enjoying it. And, um, you know, we've had experiences with psychedelics and things like that, that have have really, you know, taken us to, um, fascinating states of consciousness and dreaming. It's, you know, I've, I've had the awareness that dreaming is just kind of an altered state of consciousness that, anyone can really tune into with without any substances necessarily at all it, it's you know a, a natural state that we experience um you know even even though the awareness of our dreams varies from one person to another everybody is dreaming on some level um mm-hmm. you know and um cannabis has this effect as, as you know many who use it have experienced that it, it tends to dampen dream awareness um you know there are yeah. people that are exceptions to that that, that you know, even might say it increases their dream awareness. I've heard that. Uh, but I would say for most people, um, cannabis is more likely to reduce dream awareness. And for us, that was definitely the effect, you know. So there's kind of this awareness that there's this um, potentially very interesting altered state of consciousness that we could be experiencing that we're being blocked from. And given, you know, cannabis being a, I would say, positive force for us in our lives we didn't necessarily want to give that up in order to experience the the dream state um, right you know vividly and and fully um so i started looking into kind of you know what what are the reasons that um you know this effect happens are there any ways potentially to offset that and i i you know got into looking at dream herbs and and doing a lot of research kind of on the different um, plants that have been used traditionally to um, enhance dream awareness mm-hmm. and um, got into some experimentation. Mm-hmm. You know, when, once I read enough about different plants and felt confident that I was not going to have any toxicity issues or things like that, um, started working with individual plants one at a time, um, you know, over a, a series of, of nights and observing the experiences. Mm-hmm. and you know, that, that was, um, kind of the first stage to see, see what happened individually. And I definitely, you know, got some effects from different ones uh, to differing degrees. Um, I would say that one interesting thing about these herbs is they, they don't all just enhance dream awareness in the same exact way. You know, some are, some, some are maybe more likely to increase like vividness and color and things like that. Others might um, be more likely to um, expand the number of senses that are engaged during a dream, that kind of thing. Huh. And while others might be more likely to impact or improve um, recall of a dream. So, you know, I kind of observed these effects in, in somewhat different ways from one to the, the next um, and eventually combined the ones that were most effective for me in different ways in a manner that I, I thought would be most synergistic, you know, like each each herb kind of bringing different something different to the table um 
you know, so, so then I, I had a, a more potent blend. Um, and then we, we kind of went through this, this whole process of, um, refining the flavor and the aroma and those kinds of things. Like we, we definitely wanted it to be like a full, um, sensory experience that could potentially feel kind of like a whole ritualistic thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like really be uh, mindful and intentional about it and kind of go through this, this sensory process, um, you know, of, of experiencing it. Yeah. I um, actually, in the, in the entire time that I've been drinking the tea, I haven't had any smell or taste. Uh, so I cannot really attest to the tastiness of it, <laughs> but my wife thinks it's great. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. and I, I went through that um, phase as well of, of losing my sense of smell and my sense of taste was distorted. It's bizarre, isn't you know, it? Different. Yeah, and it, it totally, you know, essentially eliminated that that whole um, aspect of the tea. Yeah, um, it's it's very bizarre. I, I was I was weirded out by it. I would say, yeah. Um, yeah but any, anyway, we we just kind of you know got it to a place where um, you know we were we felt it was perfected or as as, as good as it was going to get. Um, uh-huh. You know, and and um, started using the the full blend. And I would say, you know, after a week or so of the full blend, um, I started, I got to a point where I started having very vivid dreams, even on nights off from it. Um, you know, no, so I can, like, you, I can you, agree with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. It's a cumulative effect. It's like, now that I've been using it for a couple of years, like I don't need to drink it every night to have, you know, the, the same impact on my dreams. Yeah. Um, you know, over time I can reduce how often I, I drink it and, um, you know, still, still have these types of dreams. And, and I had never had a lucid dream before, um, any of this. Interesting. And yeah, I, I didn't know it was just a very abstract phenomenon. You know, I'd read about it, heard about it, um, you know, but never experienced it. So I, I really didn't know what that was like. And I would say it was about, um, three months or so for me, um, you know, when my dream awareness had been increasing over time and, you know, eventually I became just so aware in a dream that I recognized an anomaly within the dream and was like, wait a minute, you know, this, this wouldn't be like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, my, my wife in the dream was walking upstairs to the basement and it was just simply a matter of, you know, the, the basement's downstairs. This doesn't make sense. This yeah. This is dream. something not right about this. Oh, I'm dreaming. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, then there was that whole moment of, you know, like you may remember from the first time you had a lucid dream of, of like, wow, I just feel entirely different suddenly and, and, you know, feel it throughout my body, feel, feel just like a completely transformed state. And, you know, I, I feel like it's something I'll never forget because it, it was such a, a fascinating um, thing to experience. Yeah. Um, you know, and then that started happening, I, I would say maybe two, three times a month or, or something on average. Like I intentionally didn't want to get into um, techniques to induce lucid dreaming because I wanted to continue to be able to experiment with different dream herbs and not have that sort of confounding variable. You wanted to specifically gauge the efficacy of the product as opposed to any sort of um, other tool. Exactly. Yeah. In, in yeah. an unbiased way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, are you, you still have lucid dreams regularly or? Yeah, I still do have lucid dreams pretty regularly. I would say the, the frequency um, has increased a little. I probably have 
it, it can be a little streaky sometimes, but, you know, probably have maybe four five, six lucid dreams, um, a month. Um, sometimes it's a little less than that. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's kind of, I would say plateaued. I, I think to, to get beyond the level I'm at now, I would either have to go back to using, um, the tea, you know, many times a week rather than just a couple and, and yeah. potentially introduce some, some techniques and things like that. Huh. Um, but yeah, it's got, it's gotten me basically to a level where I have, um, good dream awareness most nights, even when using cannabis at night, yeah. um, you know, and, and a handful of lucid dreams. So what do you feel like the benefits are of lucid dreaming? Like what sort of experiences have you had? Have you had experiences that have impacted your life in a beneficial way through your lucid dreaming experiences? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I, I would say I have, um, you know, I, I think at a, a more generalized level, um, you know, lucid dreaming could be, uh, a lot of different things to different people, depending on kind of where they are and, and what they want to get out of it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I think at, at a base level, it's, it's adventurous. It's an interesting um, totally. expansion of the mind, um, yeah. you know, to, to be able to kind of tune into a different frequency and, and experience things in a different way. Um, you know, and it's, it's simply for a, a curious person about consciousness, you know, it's an interesting state to experience to kind of come yeah. back and, and reflect on. Um, you know, I think, I think when you get into the realm of sort of, um, manifestation and, and things like that, that lucid dreaming can sort of train you to, overcome limiting beliefs um you know if if for example um the first time i tried to fly um i I think i was too bound by my expectations of the laws of physics and i just kind of like jumped and it didn't really work and and things Mm. like that and to sort of recognize that you know that is something that i have imposed on myself based on the paradigms or schemas or whatever I've, i've formed up to this point in my life and work on um kind of you know, manifesting outcomes without being held back by essentially those, um, pre-existing paradigms. Um, I, I think there's, there's work that, you know, can be done in, in that kind of way. Um, I, I think being able to sort of, um, turn negative situation, I guess your, your dream is sort of like this too, being able to turn a negative situation into a positive situation and get the feeling of kind of having more control um, yeah. you know, over things is something that can translate to uh, waking life. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the, the lucid dream state can kind of be practiced for a lot of these things and, and sort of um, rewiring the, the neurons a little bit to, um, you know, think of things and approach things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I guess the, the last thing I was going to say kind of applies to dreaming in general you know, not just lucid dreaming, but I think, you know, and, and people have a lot of different perspectives on this, but personally, um, my experience has shown me that, you know, there can be a lot of guidance that can come from the dream state. Um, you know, that to me is, it's not all, um, within my mind. It's, you know, you're, you're connecting to, I think of it as you're, you're tuning in to, um, different frequencies. And, and, you know, I think, a lot of that is exogenous to the mind. And, um, you know, so I think the guidance that can come from the dream state could come in many forms. Um, 
you know, in lucid dreaming in particularly, one thing I have liked to do is talk to my higher self. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I think sometimes, like you said, sometimes you can get so excited that you're, you're, you know, lucid that, um, you might wake up or for me, it's like, I might forget what I want to do with my lucidity. Um, yeah, totally. you know, I'm, <laughs> and, and it's like, in those cases, it's like, I know I'm going to wake up if I don't engage something. So I'll just kind of interact with my immediate environment in the dream state and not get as much out of it. But if I'm, you know, entering that state and remembering that like, okay, I want to, I want to get something more out of this. I think talking to my higher self is, is one of my favorite things to do. And, you know, I've, I've gotten some interesting guidance about kind of dilemmas in my day-to-day life and so whatnot. So you just kind of ask for it in the dream state? You, you just yeah. you set the intention and then, then it come, shows up? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I, I have not gotten it in like in the form of a voice back to me or anything like that, but yeah, I've sort of, I've asked for a sign for something or something like that. One way that I've liked to do it is kind of, you know, ask for an outcome to go a certain way if I should be pursuing something or, you know, something like that, like ask for signs in that form, you know, like I'm, I'm going down this street in this car and, um, you know, show me if this thing that I have in mind is a dead end, you know, and, and if I hit a dead end, you know, I, I, I feel like, wow, um, the that's dream very kind of advanced for, I mean, I'm in the very early stages of, lucid dreaming but to have that kind of that that level of lucidity in the dream state for me seems daunting yeah i mean it's 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 definitely the kind of thing where i have and and this is just such a broader topic for me like you know differentiating between intuition and analysis and and kind of the the heart and the mind and and all that and you know so i definitely have gone back after some of those um, occasions and been like, you know, could I have manifested that myself based on what I wanted to happen and, and, you know, do all that kind of questioning. So I don't mean to give the impression that it's always immediately clear, but I think that sometimes it is. And I think those are the times when like, I I almost feel like I know when it is intuitive, like there isn't the same degree of, of questioning or something like that. Right. Um, you know, like there, um, one of the, uh, someone who who studied dreaming and, and wrote about it and everything, Jeremy Taylor, um, has has kind of framed, you know, the the um, frame framed the the whole phenomenon I'm kind of talking about is like an aha moment that is sort of a that is essentially a memory um, of the intuition. So it's like in the dream state, you knew this if it was intuitive. And you have kind of a, a memory of like, and I'm not, I'm struggling to, I guess, articulate this. Um, but it, you, you have an aha moment where you just kind of know that this is what this dream means. This is after the fact you, yeah. you, you just kind of remember the in, intuition yeah. on like an intuitive level. Um, and, and I think, you know, sometimes it's clearer than others is essentially the, the point I'm getting to, mm-hmm. um, you know, where other times it can be a little more muddy. It can be unclear whether, you know, did I, did I make this happen or did, did I just kind of create this outcome or was it really <clears throat> externally driven? Well, it's something that general idea is something that I experience in many different aspects. Um, mm-hmm. For example, like I use tarot cards a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have a question in mind and I'll pull the tarot cards and it'll show me the answer. 
and like what I've noticed, I can go back later, and if I'm, if I'm in a different mood, let's say I'm in a really good mood, and I'm like suit like everything's like I'm in the vortex, I'm flying high. Almost all the card outcomes look good because mm. I'm approaching it from that version of my alignment. So it's like, is it really telling, is it really giving me the actual outcome or is it just giving me the outcome based on my current vibration and therefore I could just change my vibration to create the outcome that I want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, that that does feel like one of those sort of um, chicken and the egg type of questions to me sometimes. Um, you know, if we're aligning with um, a vibratory level and we are going to receive back whatever is at that frequency that we're aligned with. Yeah. You know, is, and, and that's, that's kind of what manifestation is maybe all about. Um, I don't mean to say that too authoritatively, but you know, that that's like my sense of kind of how it works. It's like, well, 100% you know, we're aligning with, with this level. Did we, did we dictate what we're getting back? And, and would that be the case? Yeah. In your tarot situation or in, in dreaming or whatever. Um, and I and yeah. I do I do agree. I think I think that's how it works. I think that we align and we change the outcome. But then, wh- what's the point of the cards? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I know, and it, it feels like I feel like, and and it almost seems paradoxical according to what we just said. But I feel like there is, um, you know, guidance that we can get externally. Right? It's mm-hmm. not it doesn't seem like it's just what we're putting out there because you know, we can have um, these aha moments, you know, beyond the dream state, just in different circumstances that, yeah. you know, th- they, they just feel directly internal. Like, I mean, external. Um, I can remember one experience when I was on a mushroom trip and I had a lot of, um, seemingly disastrous circumstances happening around me and was feeling very overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and I, I basically was like surrendering to being so overwhelmed and just kind of called out to my higher self. I think at the time I, my concept of it was the universal consciousness. And I just sort of asked, um, you know, what, what is the answer here? Like what to do and immediately got a download acceptance is the answer. And, I accepted that circumstance and everything changed vibrationally. Mm. You know, I just felt fully at peace and it was like, it was the type of thing that was so transformative to me that like words can't, you know, reflect the level at which that was transformative to me, but it also felt distinctly external that I was getting that advice. Like, I mean, I wonder if that's even the best word. It's, it's like, what I mean is I didn't necessarily generate that intentionally. I asked for it and it came to me. So I don't know. It's, it's, um, it takes me back to, you know, the dream situation and the the card situation thinking Mm -hmm. that, you know, we can get guidance through these situations and maybe our, um, establishing our, our, um, level of vibration or our frequency or whatever is simply opening us up to, what guidance is out there, you know, that I is think it overlap with that is. I, I think that's, that's truth. And, and um, did you listen to the podcast I did with Javen Michael on lucid dreaming? Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I enjoyed he, that. He, he talks about exactly that, that when you, 
his example was when you become lucid, that if you can get yourself high enough to where you can get to the astral plane, that then deities will come and take you on an adventure and show you specific things about dealing with that. This is his experience. I've not experienced it yet. So it's, you know, I take things really just for face value. I don't take it for gospel, but, um, you know, yeah. his, his whole belief is that that's, you know, in raising our vibration, even not even speaking about dreams, in raising our, our vibration, we're essentially coming closer into contact, closer onto the vibratory field where beings higher than ourselves exist that are more than willing and happy to help carry us um, to where we want to go, if that is our intention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he... He seemed to have such a, a framework for it that you know is very specific beyond like um, what, what I feel I know. But um, that, that general idea um, did resonate with me, and I, you know, I, I would say from limited experience, like I haven't, I haven't really gotten to a place like in the dream state or even with psychedelics where I would say I've interacted with um, deities or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But as far as tuning into different levels of um, downloads and you know my higher self and things like that that feel like they're sort of at a certain frequency yeah. that maybe like before I was at that frequency myself, I, I was closed off to or something like that. That definitely feels representative of my experience. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've definitely felt about dreams in general, like I have this a recurring dream that I have is flying. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes it's real easy to fly and you just kind of like intend yourself to go where, and sometimes it's hard. And, I feel like it's a kind of a metaphor for life in the sense that in the dream, when you try, when it becomes, when you start efforting in the dream, it kind of messes up the flying ability. So it's, it's kind of like this gentle grace and knowing that takes you where you want to go. And it's very specific. And I think that life is like that too, that there is this gentle knowing and grace that takes us where we want to go. And then when we try too hard, we kind of mess it up because in the try, in the feeling of trying too hard is is this kind of grasping and fear that it's not going to work out the way that we want it to. And that kind of grasping and fear and resistance is what stops the reality from just falling into place vibrationally by itself. Yeah, definitely. The the resistance, I think, is a huge part of that. Um, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I lost track of what I was gonna say from the the first part of what you said. Um, I don't even remember what I said, man. <laughs> yeah, if there was something there. Maybe it'll come to me at some point. Um, do you write your dreams down? I have. I've. I've um, I've gone through phases of that. Again, that was one of the things that I didn't want to um, do at first when I was really experimenting with different herbs because, you know, that can impact recall and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I got so interested in, in dreaming that I, I went back to school for a little bit to study it. And, um, you know, part of that program, you know, did involve um, journaling to work with dreams using different techniques and things like that. Uh -huh. um, so I, I did go through a, a phase for several months, um, you know, where I was, regularly journaling yeah um i i would say it um greatly improved my recall and not only my recall but the ability to work with nuances of the dream that come out um yeah i i was 
you know, I kind of went into this, this program to study it, to just sort of learn more about how I could work with other people, um, around, you know, helping them navigate their own, um, dream insights. Yeah. And what I didn't anticipate was how much I was going to get, you know, myself for my own dreams. Like I thought I, I was kind of like doing all right with, um, getting insights from my dreams, but there were, there were so many more layers that actually huh. implementing techniques around this, which journaling was a foundation of, um, what was able to bring out. And I came away from all this, just feeling like dreaming is like a much more powerful and potentially insightful state than I had ever thought it even was before. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, I used to journal my dreams. Um, and I used to write them all down. And then I had a baby and you kind of don't get that time in the morning. You wake up, like your, your baby wakes you up and then you're just going. So it kind of takes away that little, that little space. I, she's now three and a half years old. So it's getting better and better. I'm sure I'll get back into it soon. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, it's so weird going back and reading your old dreams. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause you don't read, cause you wake up, you remember it, you write it down. You remember it maybe for a few days and you, you kind of just forget about it, you know? And then when you go back yeah. and read them, it's like, whoa, dude, I do not remember this at all. That's incredible. Yeah, I I would basically take the approach of, you know, when I first, because, you know, obviously the, the closer it is to the time you had the dream, the more you're going to remember from it. So I'd kind of take rough notes when I first wake up. And then later on, when I would have the chance to more, you know, to, to dedicate a little more time to journaling, yeah, I would try to make that a whole almost like ritualistic type of experience. Um, huh. You know, like I would, I got kind of like a, a fancy, like gold, you know, designed journal. Um, and I would, you know, put on some music, smoke a joint, like um, write in cursive in, in a sort of like archaic type of um, creative way. Wow. And, and really like, you know, make a process out of writing, yeah. writing make out it the a dream. sacred thing. Yeah, and it, it just felt like it was able to, you know, kind of get me back into um, remembering more of it and and just getting more more from it. Um, you know, just a process yeah. that worked for me. In terms of like your spiritual growth as a person and your the things that you like and kind of do for that, would you say dreaming's at the top of the list, or is it a series of many things that you do? Are you just are you a very intentional person in general with your spiritual practice seems like it yeah that, i mean that's an interesting question is it at the top of the list or not because i i almost feel like the answer that comes to mind is is there's like a synergy among different practices mm. um you know i i would say i try to be an intentional person with spiritual practices but honestly that that greatly varies from say one week to the next based on on just how kind of like bogged down by things i have to do or whatever right you know, I am. yeah so I don't want to give the impression that I'm always regularly very intentional, but when, I, when I am able to be, when I'm kind of, you know, in a good place when it comes to that, um, you know, I think, I think that different practices kind of work together. And, and this is one thing that I, I will say, like I, um, you know, when I went and studied dreaming, like one component of that was like a practicum where, you know, we, we had to start, you know, not just work with students anymore, but, but work with, um, other people. Um, and I specifically chose like a subset of people that had had recent psychedelic experiences. Um, you know, because I wanted to see 
to, well, to back up for a second, I would say in my own life, um, my experiences with mushrooms and then my experiences with dreaming really struck me that they were starting to, that, that they were working on the same issues. And it was like, you know, I, I'd have a mushroom experience that would show me something. And then my dreams after that seems to be showing me how to navigate implementing or integrating, um, you know, what I had gotten from the psychedelic trip. And this wow, was, man. um, you know, the type of thing that was fascinating for me. And I was wondering, you know, how, how universal is this? Is this, is this kind of how it always goes or what? And, you know, so I, I just had a small handful of, of people for, for this practicum experience. And, um, I went through different dream work techniques with, um, each of these people after hearing and documenting, you know, their, what they got from their psychedelic experiences. And I tried really hard not to lead it in this direction and just kind of see what would come up, um, uh -huh. organically. And, um, you know, without fail, each person that I worked with ended up coming around to this perspective that, yeah, these are working on the same issues. And it seems to be, huh. um, the, co the common denominator that felt like, you know, it's our energetic flow that is essentially at the root of this. And it's like, you know, a, a psychedelic experience might be showing me something that is blocking me energetically. That is, that is, you know, um, just getting in the way of, of being more in a flow state throughout life. And the dreams could be showing me how to release that more, you know, that kind of thing. That was uh -huh. sort of how it was going. And it, it just felt like, you know, the energetic flow is the common denominator that came out. Um, but the dream state and the psychedelic state were working on the same issues. And that's kind of why I say, you know, back to your original question that it feels like a synergistic thing to me. Like I wouldn't necessarily like, I I've, I feel I've gotten um, maybe just more like out there kind of deeper, you know, insights or whatever from the psychedelic states, but then the, the yeah. dream state seems to be about the practical implementation of that for me, at least that's how I've experienced it. So they really work together. Do, do you find the dreams to be literal in that sense or are they symbolic and then you're deciphering it in the way that you're saying? Because to me, my dreams are weird. It's like, you know, I'm rolling donuts and with a snake wearing a vest or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I would definitely say symbolic, not literal. Um, and so how, you know, do you, I, how do you interpret it? Because I can never really interpret <laughs> my dreams. I'm not good at it. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of techniques for, um, I call it, I, I guess I call it more dream analysis than dream interpretation because, um, I don't know. I, I'm most hesitant to be too conclusive about it, It's more, I, I guess that's more of a thing when working with others. Like I, you know, I, I feel like only the, the dreamer can really confirm, um, you know, based what on the their meaning intuition and their feeling. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't like, I don't want to give the impression that I'm like interpreting other people's dreams when I work with them or anything like that. I I'm leading, I'm helping use techniques to help them arrive themselves at a, an idea of what the meaning well, I is. I think to be fair, the, um, the term interpretation gives that, gives that like, you know, feeling is that it's open to interpretation. I mean, it's just your interpretation. It's dream interpretation. It's not like me telling yeah. you exactly what your dreams mean. Yeah, sure. I, I think I'm probably reacting to maybe some some baggage attached to the idea of dream interpretation, where you just got someone telling you that you know this is what your dream means. I'm yeah. Do this. But but I, I hear you. That's not how you were even using it. Um, yeah. And and so, um, 
yeah, there are, there are a lot of different techniques that you can sort of like go into a dream, say, and, and, you know, use, use what you journaled, for example, and, um, write down everything that you associate with each, you know, key object or person that came up in that dream. And you could take that a couple levels of that and rewrite your dream now using the words, say, that, that you put down as your associations. And that could give you right there, um, you know, a, an example of how this dream could be a metaphor for your life. Um, uh-huh. You know, I typically wouldn't use just one um, technique and, and draw too many conclusions from it. But if you have those aha intuitive moments, you know, that, that can come up. Um, I, I would say like, you know, you can use the method of treating all the, um, you know, key people and symbols and, and everything in your dreams as parts of yourself and, and rewrite it as if like this is an interaction or conversation between parts of yourself and, and what parts of yourself are kind of, you know, warring with what other parts of yourself and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, go, go through these kinds of processes and see, you know, what the um, symbols or whatnot are bringing out metaphorically. Um, the one thing I, I would say where things, you know, I don't know if literal is the right word, but I do think there are also kind of collective archetypes that can manifest in dreams where, um, you know, different symbols may kind of represent something that has been sort of established by the, the collective unconscious a little uh-huh. bit more, um, a little bit of like a Jungian type type of. Um, yeah, like water for emotion or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And it's like that to me is like one layer of it. And, you know, I, I think everything is kind of colored by the individual and, and you know, our experience sure. and, and our energetic state and all that too. Yeah. So <clears throat> what do you think that my dreams about my dad mean in, from, from your interpretation? Hmm. Um, well, I, the, the truthful answer is probably I would feel like I needed to go through a few techniques to really break down some of your associations with the different, um, you know, symbols and whatnot that, that showed up in there to really be able to feel like I could suggest something. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of times, um, things that feel gruesome and negative and sort of like death related or pointing in that direction have to do with, um, our own sort of shedding of things that are not serving us anymore. Um, you know, like, like moving on from different things from, you know, if you, if you had some sort of, um, I don't know, say, um, like way that you view, um, your dad or or his death or anything around there, um, in in a way that could be holding you back or something, you might feel the, the need to kind of, um, release that. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that might be and, and sort of move on from it. And, and it could be that the, the uh, lucidity you experienced there is kind of catalyzing an opportunity to, um, you know, go and, and actually release whatever. Yeah. I felt like it definitely there. was in a way like tapping on my subconscious in a, in a, in a way that I haven't been able, been able to before. Um, I, I do the feeling that I get from the dreams. It's like, I'm just reliving this feeling of the, of the kind of morbidity of my dad dying. Like, cause when mm-hmm. my dad died, it sucked. He did. Mm-hmm. He literally had his foot amputated and he was on dialysis mm-hmm. for eight years. And it was kind of this like really fast progression of him losing his vitality. 
And it wasn't like, he's like, oh, I'm going to die, guys. He was grasping at straws, trying to convince himself that he was going to be okay. Hard to watch. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not a negative guy. And, you know, I'm, I'm also like a vulnerable, open person. I talk about my feelings and experiences. And... But for some reason, it just sticks in there, man. And the dream's like coming back and haunting me. And it's like, I'm so over. I've been talking about it for years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems like maybe there, you know, is a certain view like that you that you have of, of him and of that process that is kind of like, um, you know, established over time of, of mm. him deteriorating. And maybe, you know, the dream could be just a suggestion. All this is like the dream could be um you know trying to get you to sort of release that view of him and and to see him you know as as more than than that um yeah you know that picture of of deterioration and all that yeah i you know again very very hard to arrive at meaning um you know without going through deeper processes but um i i do think there there are common threads that that people experience around like you know, release when it comes to that type of symbology. Mm. So what is, what's the benefit in your mind of writing all your dreams down? Like, cause I, I started doing it cause it seemed like an interesting thing to do and I can go back and read through my dream journals and they're cool and fun and interesting. Mm. But other than being a tool of kind of helping me remember my dreams, um, you know, I don't know what really else they're used for. Yeah, sure. Um, and and bes- beyond the obvious you know, recall aspect, I think it really, you know, the point where it becomes beneficial beyond that, it, from my perspective, would be if you intend to actually do deeper work with that content. Um, you know, if you either work with someone or, you know, learn techniques yourself for kind of breaking down that content and looking for the more latent um, layers of, of meaning or insight that can come from that. Yeah. Um, you know, by, by, you know, going through processes around it and, and really, um, taking it a level deeper, um, that, that's sort of where it would have added value from, from my perspective. Um, you know, I, I think if you're just simply journaling and, um, you know, have, having had the experience of journaling and being able to go back and, and read it, it's, you know, a matter of recall and you could, you could have some aha moments here and there that, that just come from, from that. So it's not, you know, without value there, but, I really think beyond that, it's it's kind of, you know, to what extent are you going to go deeper in, in actually working with it and going through those processes? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get back into it at some point. Um, having a baby, ha- having a daughter, man, it's insane the amount of time <laughs> that, it, that it takes, dude. It's like a full-time job. So, you know, if you're used to having your full-time job and then you add an extra full-time job. I mean, all of your extracurricular things kind of go out the window. It's interesting. It's a, it's a huge (laughs) sacrifice. Um, but I will say that it's one of the most rewarding things ever done, man. Yeah. So fun. What was that? Fun. I said, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there are always going to be, um, you know, trade-offs with our, our capacity to get into things like really deep, dream work and, and, you know, stuff that just requires time and energy. Um, I don't even have kids and my um, capacity for really going deep with my dreams still always feels very limited. It's, it's like hard to make time to actually 
spend the amount of time that generates, you know, optimal insight. Yeah. Do you, do you get a lot of people contacting you about your product and giving, giving like these powerful testimonies and at this point we've had, um, a nice number of um, reviews and an amount of feedback, um, you know, like people that you just kind of go to our smile on your face as you're saying it. So you, <laughs> this is good news. Yeah, no, I, it's very rewarding because I, I know there are a lot of people out there that are, you know, curious to kind of expand their consciousness, experience different states of consciousness and, you know, maybe haven't really, um, leveraged the dream state to the extent that they can. And, and I, I know too, you know, the, the effect of cannabis that I talked about, you know, which is a, a large portion of, you know, the, the people that kind of give us these testimonials, um, you know, have, have, they tend to be people that are interested in, um, experiencing different states of consciousness, right? Like they're doing that with cannabis and there's a lot of overlap between people that use cannabis and who desire to, you know, experience more of the dream state and, um, to get the feedback that these people that have been blocked from this for a while, you know, have, have now had, are now having this world open up to them is, is like the most rewarding aspect of, um, dream herbally, I would say, yeah. of, of, you know, starting this project. Um, so we've had like, like my impression of course, you know, there are probably some people out there that, you know, didn't get the same level of effects that I just never heard from. But my impression from the amount of feedback that we get is that, you know, for most people, it seems to give a boost. And that happens to differing degrees. You know, some people don't get lucid from it, but just kind of have their awareness back where other people are like, oh, this is great for lucid dreaming and inducing lucidity. Um, so we've, we've had a lot of positive feedback and, and it kind of you know, there's a lot of individual variation in, in exactly what type of effects it has, but you know, we we, we at, at this point feel like um, you know confident in th these plants and their ability to do this. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's likely that the people who say that it doesn't work a didn't try it long enough, or you know. B have other stuff going on because for everyone in my immediate circle that has tried it, there's been, I'd say, you know, it's typically like within a week that you kind of at least just have start having like, dude, I had a crazy dream last night. Oh, it's because of the tea. They're like, Oh yeah, totally. Like for my wife, she doesn't really remember her dreams. And, um, she just wanted to try the tea because we love to, we drink tea every night. And she's like, yeah, I'll try some of that. And she had it like, I think three times in a week. And then she's like, dude, last night I had this craziest dream. You're not going to believe this. And she's talking to me. And I was like, that's because of the, that, the, the tea. And she's like, oh yeah, that's totally what it is. Um, I said that, I mentioned this at the beginning. My mind, my, I'm sorry. My wife had a really interesting dream. Mm -hmm. um, this is a, a cool story. She might not want me to share it, but she's my wife. So I'm going to share it anyways. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's probably fine with it. Um, so she said she had an employee come to her in her dream. And she, my, my wife manages employees. And so one of her employees came to her in her dream and said that she was ranting and raving about how frustrated she was that she had this love that she lost. And, um, how she needs to get over it and she knows it and she needs to let it go and all this kind of stuff specifically related to her, um, her trauma of a relationship that ended. And then she also told her in the dream that she thinks that the micro dosing of psilocybin is not working for her. 
And so my wife woke up and she texted her employee and told her this. And it was both, both of the things were true. But my, my wife had like a, a psychic dream. Wow. A visitation yeah. from someone else's higher self, <laughs> which is absolutely fascinating. My wife's an interesting person in that you wouldn't take her to be um, super spiritual. You know, she's very, she's a Capricorn. She's super grounded, super practical, hard worker. Um, but she, my, my wife is, has like metaphysical ability. Like she always knows when something is off, like to a T. And then she has stuff like this. She's always had weird, weird dream stuff. But I think the T was a catalyst for that dream. And for whatever reason, um, you know, I think my mom, my wife has this kind of medium ability. Fascinating. Yeah, that is very fascinating. Um, you know, I've heard a handful of stories about, um, you know, stuff like that. I would not say I've experienced anything that felt like kind of exactly what you described myself. Yeah, I think some people can do it and some people can't. I think some people have like, um, you know, uh, the words escaping me, dreams that kind of tell the future. Precognitive dreams. Yeah, so yeah. like you have a dream, it's like about something happening the next day and then it happens. Like yeah. Some people have that stuff all the time. I've never had that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard even of um, you know missing people being found um, through the dream state Crazy. and things like that. Um, wow. You know, it's 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 mind blowing. It's you know beyond where I have been able to go with dreaming. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like I do have the sense too that that some people may be more naturally inclined to these types of metaphysical or psychic abilities. Like even if they're not kind of you know, working at, um, honing that or anything like, you know, maybe, maybe the, the T, um, you know, cause I think the T opens up us up to be able to reach more frequencies more easily is kind of mm -hmm. a way that I conceptualize it. Yeah. And if somebody's like on more on the verge of that anyway, you know, that it could be enough to just kind of push them over the edge to, to be getting um, those kind of messages. For sure. Um, um, have you had people give you feedback that they have um, scary dreams or, or nightmares associated with drinking the tea? No, to be honest, I haven't. I have had people basically say that, you know, they're, they're afraid to try it because they tend to have nightmares. Yeah. Um, but never um, as a result of the tea, I've never gotten that feedback. Um, I don't yeah, think well, that. So me and my wife both kind of had that. Um, I wouldn't say nightmares. I would say that my dreams became so intense. Like this is like just the first week I was drinking it and then it went away. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing happened to my wife and my dreams were so intense. I'd have like several dreams so intense that I'd wake up from some of them spooky and scary and weird. Um, but that didn't deter me. I found it fascinating, fascinating enough to continue because I was very, very interested to see where uh, it would go. But, um, and it's gone. Yeah pretty cool that, that is interesting i've always had the sense that um you know the the tea is kind of um enhancing the uh, our our awareness of what we might be dreaming anyway yeah um you know okay. like again like everyone dreams like even those of us that are you know using cannabis in this way that, that's blocking our dreams like we're still dreaming it, it's you know if in sleep studies for example like that's shown that we're still kind of going through all the same signals and everything right. that you know, we're dreaming. Um, and, and it's to me, just like the level of awareness that we have that, you know, we're able to kind of 
um, improve. And now I don't know exactly that that's true. Like I can't say that, you know, this wouldn't shift the content, you know, as well. Um, but that's, that's been the way I've experienced it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I also have the perspective, I guess, that all dreams, um, to, to quote, um, Jeremy Taylor again, cause I like the way he frames this, like all dreams come in the service of health and wholeness. Um, so even dreams that mm-hmm. are uncomfortable or bad, right? Like a bad dream and quotes, um, you know, that if you were to go through the same techniques and break down that content, um, there can be a ton of value that could come from that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just maybe the experience itself is uncomfortable. Um, Which is you know, also like a synonym for a mushroom trip, right? Exactly. I was because just if you're having a too. bad trip, it's because there's things coming. There's, you know, the, the plant is a teacher and it's bringing things into your awareness that you're resisting. And that's typically what a bad trip is. And like you said, acceptance. And once you get to a point where you're like, just going to accept it and allow it to flow, it turns from being this tumultuous, scary thing to being this um, more kind of mystical, comforting thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, that like, you know, the, sometimes dreams can be more dramatic to get our attention more. Like if, you know, if something has, has say been showing up in more um, subtle ways and maybe we haven't necessarily registered it or reacted to it. um, It's possible that if you're kind of putting out there, this intention to work with your dreams, that it could start um, increasing in intensity to get your attention and be like, Hey, focus on this aspect. You know, this is where um, the insight lies. Yeah, um, I, I think that's kind of a phenomenon that has has been you know pretty consistently reported too. That's very interesting, man. I'm coming. Aw- I'm going to walk away from this conversation with a different perspective and respect for my dreams. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, there's so much there that I feel like um, y- you you kind of have to dig for. You know, yeah. and, and, but like when you dig for it, it's there. And so, you know, those that want to really go deep into um, extracting value from the dreams, like, you know, I, I will say when I first like started this whole dream herbally thing, like it was, it was more, um, you, you know, it was more about wanting to kind of have these experiences. It was more open-ended and I have been just, um, completely blown away by the amount of um, richness and insight that that can come from the dream state so i i Mm. I get that reaction you know like there's yeah there's a lot there under the surface yeah Uh, you know i've always i've always been fascinated by dreams um the feelings the, the otherworldly magical feelings you can get from them sometimes my dreams are so bizarre there's literally no way to describe it it's like what life is like uh from a cellular organism from another dimension like that you know completely different but it's the feeling that you get you wake up with that feeling like whoa and feelings are these unique codes you know that give us um so much i feel like they hold this so much uh, magic and power and what I've noticed, are you familiar with Bashar? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't listened to too much of the content, but I understand it's like a, a channeled um, message. Yeah, so he's really into, 
he's really into dreams and, and dreaming and, and lucid dreaming. He talks about specifically about something called the template level reality, which is something that you can access in your dreams and where you can change circumstances in your life through your dream space, hmm. and um, which is very interesting. I don't have really specifics on it enough to know how or what, you know, what exactly it is. But um, what I've noticed is through my spiritual journey is that as I've become more in, intentional and, and mindful and, you know, my vibration has, you know, kind of, you know, it, it varies, but it's always on an upward progression. If you're a spiritual person, you're on the path, you know, your, your vibration's going up like a, like mm -hmm. a graph chart or whatever. And um, I've noticed that my dreams have become more lifelike and my life has become more dreamlike. And I, th I, th I think that it's a beautiful realization to know that our life is much more like a dream than it seems. Yes. And, you know, it takes off so much of the seriousness of what's going on, you know. Yes. It's not serious. Everything... It, this is a playground for us. It's very easy for us to get wrapped up in the collective vibration that we are these bags of meat that need to pay taxes and, and you know, earn money and then, you know, eat food and then, you know, do all these specific things. And that kind of, it's easy to get bogged down in that intellectual space. But to bring it back home and go, hey, this is... It, Life is literally a mystery. No one no, really truly knows what's going on, and um, it's all a dream, man. So let's let's dreams let's dream something tasty, something fun, and not take it too seriously in in the process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, your your last um, brief episode of the podcast about you know things not being too serious yeah. um, resonated strongly with me. I, I feel like you know it's very easy to get kind of sucked into the day to day and um yeah like these these states do have a way of of kind of showing us those kinds of things like i would say you know psychedelic states as well um you know like my, my wife was coming back from a, a trip one time and you know just kind of excitedly sharing like her download like this is the trip like this this life here is the trip like we tend to think that you know we're going off into these um, altered states or whatever, and like going on a journey, it's like here we we're here on this planet, um, kind yeah. of experiencing a trip, a dream. Yeah, um, you know, and and a lot of the the ways that we can navigate this space work more similarly to the <laughs> um, the dream state than I think we realize, and that's you know where <laughs> lucid dreaming can come in. And um, yeah, I, I I love your um, perspective on on that, on, on how it can really, um, you know, strip away the, the perception of seriousness around it all. Uh, yeah. It's just such a, such a helpful reminder, dude. I mean, and like that episode that I made that you said that resonated, the reason I made it is a person, it's just a personal reminder, mm -hmm. you know, cause I, I know that I said it a million times. I had, you know, I've talked about that conversation with dozens and dozens of people, but I forget it. I get sucked in to the story, the story that we're sold. And the, you know, the funny thing about dreams, so 
when you're dreaming and you become aware that you're dreaming, it's called lucid dreaming. And then you can effectively control the dream, right? So when you're awake in the living world and you wake up and realize you're dreaming, it's lucid living. Yep. And then you can control your life because you realize that there's nothing there's there, there's nothing to matter. Matter don't matter. It's all yeah. here. That's oh, the yeah. magic, man. For sure, it's it's empowering. Um, you know, and I'm I feel like it's one of those things I'm I'm always kind of trying to get better at. Um, you know, sort of like controlling the this dream, this life. Um, you know manifestation and all that um you know it's it's tricky so i i i never want to sound like i kind of you know everything you said like makes sense to me yeah but I, I i struggle i think with the implementation of that lucid living sometimes um, dude and, and i don't want to come off like you know, i'm the master either because i'm definitely not we're all students here if we weren't students it wouldn't be here right Good way to put it. <laughs> in the same boat, bro. Learning, yeah. And anyone who comes off like they do, like they are the master and they got it, not the ones to follow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's... It's definitely one of those things that just... Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Over over time, it's like I can look back and and see ways that I've manifested outcomes in my life and you know look back in retrospect and say like well i had this degree of intention and enthusiasm and um you know energy or effort or whatever like I'll look at all these factors in retrospect yeah and you know for some reason it's the you know looking forward trying to apply that same stuff it it, it can be easy to feel blocked um mm. and this is the kind of stuff that that dreaming in general not just lucid dreaming dreaming in general has really guided me towards like, you know, given me sometimes very specific guidance on, you know, how to navigate, you know, wanting to manifest outcomes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're drawn together for a reason, bro. You know, my, um, our music is kind of our vib vibrational calling card to the universe. And it brings in a lot of people in to the swirl and, um, you heard the call. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I, I mean, when I think it might've been one of the uh, episodes talking to skip about a boga, um, you know, where you guys kind of described um, the music of Indubious as, as a spirit, like it kind of has its own spirit. I don't I want to put exact words in your mouth, but that I was, I don't disagree with that. <clears throat> I don't, yeah, that I don't was, necessarily remember saying it, but I don't disagree with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, that, that, I think it was one of your earliest episodes, um, you know, that I've gone back and listened to because it, I, I really enjoyed it. And um, I think there, there's something there where, where that spirit, that vibratory level was just kind of in alignment with me and where I was from like the first time I heard it. And it's the type of thing that now, like when I, I listen to your music, it's, it's just almost like automatically uplifting even after, after all the listening I've done over time. And, um, you know, I've, I felt kind of from early on when I, when I discovered you guys, which was, um, surprisingly not that long ago within the last couple of years, um, mm -hmm. just kind of this draw to, 
you know, uh, there's something there for me, you know, not much more defined than that at first. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely been a blessing. I'm, I'm, I really greatly appreciate um, the opportunity to have this conversation, have, have a chat um, and get into some of this stuff. And um, I love uh, the work that you're doing with this podcast as well. It's been great. Well, it goes both ways, man. I'm uh, very stoked that you felt aligned with us enough to reach out and, you know, <clears throat> offer this collaboration that we're doing. And I'm, Actually, you know, I'm I'm honored to be involved with the product, man. The product is it's amazing. It's 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 amazing. So, um people can go um buy the tea and check out your um you know, your dream interpretation services and all that at dreamherbly.com. And um it feels that this feels uh complete, man. It does. Yeah. Uh, much appreciated for all this. Uh appreciated your all your sharing around your own experiences um you know with our our product over the last several episodes it's been yeah. uh, nice to follow along with your your journey and um yeah again thank you for the opportunity here yeah we'll see what the future holds man you know maybe we'll, we'll have the indubious dream herbally world tour 2023 <laughs> <Sounds excellent>. <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah Totally. Well, uh, thanks a lot for coming, bro. Steven, much love. This is the Living in Dubiously Podcast. Bless you all. Whatever you focus upon becomes your truth.